Ephesians 1 7 says, In him we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses, according to the riches of his grace. Thank you. 
Good morning, good morning. Hope you're doing great today. It's uh, Sunday morning and uh, exciting day today. Can't wait to see what happens tonight. And I uh, just gotta say, go buff. But a lot going on in our world, like usual, and uh, dust is settling, but uh, we'll see. We're gonna see, we're gonna watch and see what happens in these coming weeks and months. And uh, let's see what God is gonna be able to do through his servants, rulers and authorities and presidents. And uh, we'll see, we'll see what's going on, uh, which is why, very much why, we are on this topic. We ended 2020 talking about prayer and we are now in 2021 and still we're talking about prayer because it is the key to our lives. It is the key connection to everything that happens in our world and for us as people. As we live each day, as we battle each day, as we have to maneuver in this world as it changes so rapidly and as things come at all of us from every direction. And so we are on a journey of prayer and we are exploring lots of different truths about prayer, what prayer is, what prayer does, and uh, things like that. And today, here's what I want to share with you. What I want to share with you is this. Prayer answers the why. Prayer answers that big question that we all have in different areas of our life. Why? 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 Everybody wants to know why, don't we? We all want to know why. Why do bad things happen? Why is there disasters and war and cancer? Why are we here? Why me? How many times have you said, why does this always happen to me? Well, here's what happens when we pray. When we pray, prayer places us in the presence of the person who knows. He knows the answers to all of our whys. In Luke chapter 11, Luke 11, verses 9 to 10, Jesus said these words, I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and the door will be opened to you. For everyone who asks, receives, and everyone who seeks, finds. And to the one who knocks, the door will be open. That's a great truth from the lips of Jesus. Notice what he says here. Ask, seek, knock. Ask, Seek and knock, right? That's what he says. Ask, seek, and knock. And let's think about those three things real quick. First of all, asking. Asking is about speaking, isn't it? It's about talking to God. In our prayer time, we are to direct our, our words and our thoughts and our concerns to God. We speak to God. We ask God to work in our life. We ask God to touch lives and heal people, we ask God, even though he already knows what we need before we ask him, he still wants us to talk to him, to ask him. Not just for him, he doesn't need us to say that, but for us. We need to say, God, 
we need your help. And by asking God, we put ourselves in the right position under his authority. And we say, God, you are the only one who could do anything about this, and we ask you to do something, God. He says the word seek. Seeking has to do with like leaning into God, like, like really searching God, searching the things of God, spending time with God, listening to God, like giving our concerns to God, but then also letting God speak to our hearts, like we seek him, like we search for God. We, we're on an intensive like look into God and, and a communication with God, and we want God to speak to us, ask seek and then he says knock knock has to do with 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 action right it's about it's about going out there and, and putting feet to our prayers it's about saying god i i need you god direct me and then we go and god leads us and he opens doors and he shuts doors and we are actively involved in the process of our prayers being answered and so we ask we seek and we knock. And in the presence of God, prayer is answered. God is found and doors are open. That's what happens when we pray, when we ask, seek, and knock. And in that process, in that process of seeking and asking and knocking, what happens is God helps us see the answers. God helps us understand in the process of prayer, seeking God. Understanding comes when we seek the face of God, when we seek God. And so God gives us, like he gives us understanding in a number of ways, because that's what we're talking about. When we're talking about why this happened or why that happened, we're talking about God help me understand why these things happened. Help me to, to, to get it. Help me to see why, right? That's what we're asking God when we ask God why or when we wonder why. We don't even have to be of those who are like, are saying, God, why, 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 why? There's some people who just why God to death. And there are other people who just are fine with the fact that things happen, right? Or, or we've come to a, a place in our life where we understand that that things are going to happen and God knows why and we trust God in that. And, and that's what we want to talk about right now. So, so there's, there's some things that God gives us to help us with understanding or to gain understanding. And let me share with you three of those, okay? Here we go. Number one, through God's word, we gain understanding, okay? Think about that. Through the word, we spend time in God's word, his truth, because he already revealed to us in the written word through Jesus, through the apostles, and through the prophets, this book, 66 books that we have of the Bible that are God's word, inspired by God, authoritative by God, in that book, in that Bible, God reveals to us lots of the whys of life. He answers our questions in the whys. Check this out. Psalm 119 verse 104 says this, from your, should be your, from your precepts, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every false way. Look what, the, look what the writer of Psalms says. From your precepts, from your word, from your truths, I gain or I get understanding. I, I am brought into the know, God, 
through your word, through your precepts, through your commands, through the ways of God for me and you in this world, for human beings. We learn understanding in that. And then he says, I hate, I hate every false way. And that is equally true, right? We love truth and we hate evil, lies, deceit, things people do to make others maybe look bad or to make themselves look better or to make themselves look wrong. And so people lie. And, and the psalmist says, look, I love the truth. I love the words of God and I hate the lies of men and of the evil one, false ways. See, wisdom and insight is found in the word of God. When we spend time in the word, Jeremiah, the prophet Jeremiah, he said this in 15 verse 16, he said, your words came to me and I ate them. Jeremiah talks of a, of a hunger for God's word that he just like, like he took them into his life. He consumed them, like consuming the word of God into your spirit, into your life. And the idea of like meditating God on your truths, right? Letting the word of God penetrate your heart and your soul in order that you would understand from the word of God, that God in his word helps us understand what he's doing, what he's up to. Even in our very day, as we read the word, we begin to realize that the things that are happening in my life or in the world, God has the answers for those things if we'll just take time and look. In John chapter 6, uh, there's this passage in John 6 where Jesus is teaching uh, the people about about his body and his blood, right? He's, he's teaching a spiritual truth. And he says to them, and it's kind of gory, he says, unless you eat my flesh and drink my blood, you can have no part with me. And so the people in their mind are thinking cannibalism. They're thinking like his real flesh and his real blood and like, we, well, we gotta eat your flesh, your blood. And that's not what Jesus was talking about. He even says so in the passage. He says he's talking about spiritual truth. He's talking about spiritual nourishment of him, that, that the body of Christ and the blood of Christ spiritually would feed our soul. And he, that's what he's talking about. And so, so some people, as a result of his teaching, no longer followed Jesus. Many people just walked away. That's kind of interesting, isn't it? That even Jesus was misunderstood by people. He said things, they twisted it, they turned it, and they walked away from Jesus. And so when that happens to you, and it happens in this world, lots of times, just hang in there, hang in there, hang in there. God's got the answers. God knows the why. God will sort it all out. Just give it to God, trust him, he'll take care of the details, okay? But anyhow, people walk away from Jesus, and so Jesus turns to his 12, the disciples that are with him, and he says, he says to them, you don't want to leave too, do you? And so they're scratching their head, and they're they're watching people walk away, and Jesus says to them, do you guys want to leave too? And do you remember the answer that they gave? Peter piped up, and Peter said these words, to whom shall we go? Jesus, you have the words of life. Jesus, you have the words of life. You have the words, like from before all things, and you have the words from 
eternity after. Jesus, what you say and who you are and what you know and all the things of you, God, are from eternity. To who are we going to go? Later on, Jesus said things like, I am the bread of life. He said, I am living water. His word, the word of Jesus, the word that became flesh, Jesus, and his spoken word that we have in the Bible is nourishment to our spirit. It's nourishment to our soul. His word is truth. His word is revelation. His word is wisdom. And so in God's word, in his word, as we dive into it, as we study it, and as we think on it and meditate it and really like soak it in, like, like when you're reading the word of God, and I hope you'll do that this week, don't just read the word of God. Slow down, read the word of God, and consume it. Like let it come deeper into you. Don't just read it with your eyes. Read it with your heart. Let it come in and penetrate and soak into you like a sponge. Let the word dwell in you richly in that way. And what will happen is the whys of your life will be answered through the word of God. Number two, secondly, his Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit of God that he poured out for all of us, helps us gain understanding. And understanding has to do with why. Why do these things happen, God? Why is this happening in my life? Why did that happen to me? It helps us know the wise, the Holy Spirit. He helps us know. I am so glad that the Holy Spirit lives in our lives. And even though we don't understand a lot about him or how he works, or we don't really like feel him like moving in us or directing our arms or our hands or our feet or our mind. We don't feel any of that. God has given us his Holy Spirit and he dwells within us and he prompts our heart and he prompts our spirit and he prompts our mind and our conscience to do and to not do, to think certain ways. And when we allow him to do that, when we give him permission to work in us, he works in us. He helps us to understand the wise. In John chapters 14 to chapter 16, Jesus is sharing again with his disciples about the Holy Spirit that he was going to leave them himself, Jesus, but that he was going to send another, the Holy Spirit, who would come and dwell in them. And in chapter 16, verses 12 and 13, Jesus says this, I have much more to say to you, more than you can now bear. And Jesus had a lot of things he wanted to teach his disciples. It's kind of like your kids. Like there's so many things you want to teach your kids. And you just want to keep pouring information into them and wisdom into them. And that's what Jesus wanted to do with the disciples. But then he says, but when he, when he, the person, he, not something, the spirit, but when he, the Holy Spirit of truth comes, he will guide you into all truth. Get that? The Holy Spirit in us will guide us into all truth. Well, how can the Holy Spirit guide us into truth unless he already knows it all? That is how he's able to guide us into the truth. Now, check this out. Why, why, why can the Holy Spirit guide us into truth? Why? 
because he, the Holy Spirit, is in the know. He's already in the know. He knows it all. He knows it all of God because he is God. The Holy Spirit, God the Father, Jesus the Son, all one. They all know everything, are all powerful, and are everywhere all the time. He knows it all. He is the Spirit of God, right? The Spirit. He is in the know because he is the Spirit that was hovering over the earth back in Genesis chapter 1. He was in the beginning of all things, in creation. He was involved, the Holy Spirit. The Spirit of God that filled the prophets later on and revealed to them God's plans that were to come. He is the Spirit of God that was upon Jesus. He was the Spirit of God that raised Jesus from the dead. He was the Spirit of God that was poured out on the day of Pentecost. And he is the Spirit of God that now lives in us. The very same Spirit, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of knowledge, the Spirit of power. Check it out. He helps us gain understanding and insight into the will and the ways of God, the Father. He helps us know what God is up to. He helps us know why things happen. He helps us gain understanding as to what God is doing in our life. He answers, he answers, the Holy Spirit, he answers the wise. He answers the wise of our life because he is in the know and he helps us gain this understanding. See, we sing the song, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. Remember the song? Open the eyes of my heart, Lord. We want to see Jesus, right? God uses the Holy Spirit to enlighten us and to give us insight and to open the eyes of our heart so that we will know what God is up to and we will know the whys of things that happen in this world. So when you are wondering why, the next time you look up to God or you are wondering, God, why? Just remember, the Holy Spirit is trying to help you understand why. Just remember, the Word of God is helping you to understand why. God has given us the tools that we need to learn why. We're, we have to do some work. He said, ask. He said, knock. He said, seek. We have to be engaged in the work of what God is doing so that we will be a part of it and understand it. Third, last thing is this. God's timing, God's timing teaches us understanding. In the book of Ecclesiastes, way back in the Old Testament, the scripture says this, he makes all things beautiful. When? In his time. He makes them beautiful in his time. What might not look so beautiful right today, one day will. There's plenty of things in this world you look at and you go, wow, that's ugly. Or, or at the beginning of a construction project, you look at the dirt as being moved around and it's nasty and it rained and it's yucky. <coughs> you come back a month later, or two months later, and there's this beautiful house with a lawn. And you're like, whoa, this isn't even the same place. Why? Because God makes all things beautiful in his timing. See, it's all about God's timing and getting lined up with him. Not only when we do that are we changed, like we talked about last week, prayer changes me, but, but we gain insight as to what God is doing and why he is doing it. And this is really cool because, because a number of times Jesus brings the disciples into the know. 
Think about this. This is like future timing. This is like things that are going to happen. Jesus knew about. The disciples didn't have a clue. And Jesus clues them in. So Jesus does that for us at times. He gives us a little bit of a hint or a little bit of a view as to what is coming because he knows all things. And his timing is perfect. And these are things that are going to happen. For instance, let me share with you, Jesus revealed a few things to his disciples, like when that he would pour out his Holy Spirit. One day in the future, I'm going to pour out my Holy Spirit. I'm going to go to the Father. The Holy Spirit is going to come. He's going to dwell in you. Jesus revealed that before it happened. To Judas, remember, Jesus said, watch out. You are going to betray me. And then Judas betrayed Jesus. And to Peter, he said, before the rooster crows, what? You're going to deny me. Like, like Peter, before the sun comes up, in less than 12 hours from now, you're going to deny me three times, Peter. Jesus knows what's coming. His timing is perfect. And there are times he brings the disciples in on his timing. More than once, Jesus said that he was going to be handed over and persecuted, and that he was. He said, destroy this temple, and in three days I will build it up again, referring to not the building, but referring to his body, that they would crucify him. He would go into a grave, and in on the third day he would rise again. And Jesus also said, he foretold about the destruction of the very physical temple that they were at that day. He said, not one stone would remain on another. See, he knows what has happened, he knows what is happening, and he knows what's going to happen. The entire work of all of the prophets about God telling us about what was to come and the redeeming work of Jesus was God foretelling us about his timing, letting us in on the timing that he had laid out and the very second coming of Jesus that has not yet happened is the timing of his coming. And he's already told us these things are going to happen. This day is going to come. So his timing is always perfect. And his timing is about all things. And he knows the past, the present, and the future. And he knows every why. Check this out. Jesus, Jesus not only know, knew what was going to happen and when it was going to happen, but he knows why. It happens. He knows it all. He knows it all. He said things like this. These things must happen to fulfill all righteousness. These things have got to happen, guys, to his disciples. These things have got to happen, you guys. And, and when they do, they are what they're doing is they're fulfilling the prophecy. They're fulfilling the righteousness. They're fulfilling the things that God had already laid out, predetermined for the Christ to go through. These things have to, have to happen. He called them birth pains. Remember that? That these things must happen on the earth. Wars and rumors of wars and all this stuff going on right now in our world. And he said, and then the end will come. See, that's why. He gives us the timing of things that are going to come. And then he tells us why they're going to come. He said, be alert and watch. The day will come when you see the Son of Man coming on the clouds. Why? Why? to separate the sheep from the goats, to judge all people, to reward those who are eagerly waiting for the Messiah, for Jesus to return a second time. See, Jesus 
God, they have clued us in on so many things that are so important as to what is going to happen before they even happen. See, he knows when, and he knows why, and what makes, and, and what that does is that it makes his timing perfect all the time, even though we don't get it, even though we are clueless most of the time. His timing is always perfect. And when we catch on to that, when we catch on to the truth and the idea and the understanding that Jesus' timing is always perfect, and we come to understand that, what happens is we no longer ask God why. We stop being that little child saying, God, why, 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 like a little kid does to his parent. We stop doing that. We stop doing that because we have come to learn that he knows what he is doing. Like we understand it, we have seen it over and over again. And we've come to understand that he knows what he's doing and we can learn to trust him. We learn to put our trust in him. We don't have to know it all. We know that he knows, that he has a plan. And we know that he is aware of my situation right now. He's aware of all the things that happen here. He's aware of things going on in my life and my children and my brothers and my sister and my friends. He is aware of everything going on. And he is taking care of all things. And the more we pour into him, the more we understand why things happen. And we don't need to know why. See, what happens is as we gain understanding, we don't need to know why because we know the one who does know why. And that is good enough. That's okay with me. I don't need to know it all. In fact, if, I, if he even tried to explain why little things happen in our life, our brains would probably explode because of the complexity of it all. He is the one who is able to handle it all. We are not. Many times in life, in, in, in the past, God used his prophets to explain things that people could not understand. Let me give you an example. Daniel, remember Daniel? The prophet Daniel had visions from God. God gave him dreams and he gave him visions. And when the magicians and the kings and the wise men could not explain the visions and the, that the kings were having or the dreams that the kings were having, God revealed those interpretations to Daniel. Why? Why? Not because Daniel was some overachieving, smart, intellectual guy. That's not why. It was because God knows all mysteries. God knows everything. And he reveals his plans to his people as he sees fit. And he gives wisdom from his storehouse of all-knowing. Because he is all-knowing, he pulls that out of there and he shares it with us at times, right? Our faithfulness to God in life and in prayer connects us to the God who knows everything. In prayer, in prayer, all of our whys are answered. All of our whys are answered in prayer. Some of them God lets us in on and he reveals some things to us, and some of them he simply does not. But we take great comfort and rest with great confidence knowing that he knows all of the whys that we will ever ask. See, here's the thing. 
Prayer answers the whys. If you find yourself saying why a lot, why me, why this, why that, then let that be an indication like, like your gas gauge is on E and the blinking light's going off and you're like, whoa, what's going on? And you look at the gauge and you go, oh, that's what's going on on my E. Well, when you find yourself saying why, 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 consider that a, a, an alert button, a warning signal that you are not filling up with God. You are on E with God. You are not spending time saying, God, just help me understand. God, I trust you. God, have your way. God, lead me. When you're doing that, you stop asking why. See, why? When we pray, when we pray, when we pray, our whys are answered. And, and that's what it means when I say we're living on a prayer. When we're living on a prayer, that means that, God, when I come to you, God, I come to the Lord in prayer, and I know that he's going to help me understand why things are the way they are, why things happen the way they do. And that's going to give me the power and the strength to keep going forward. May God bless you. and Have a great week. Have a great day. And uh, we'll see you back here next week. Be safe. Be smart. Pray, pray, spend time in prayer. Spend time alone, just be quiet, listen, come to listen. He already knows. Let prayer heal you and strengthen you and let it help you gain understanding to the whys in your life. God bless you. See you next time.